did the the signing in New York for the babies, I you know, the unborn. I don't remember if it was that day or not, but um, there was just a mourning in my spirit that I just har- couldn't hardly get through the night, and finally I, I got my Bible and notebook, and I told Charlie, I said, I got I to gotta go... Um, Got to go pray. So anyway, um, I went in with a really, really heavy heart. But I asked the Lord, I said, you know, he's, he's asked me, what, what's your God, God, what is your thoughts on, um, on our nation, our country, our church? I really need to hear from you. Uh, I, I need my mind to be taken off of, of the, the tragedies that's going on in, in our nation right now. And, uh. I need to know what's what what your thoughts are, and uh, anyway, so as I asked the Lord this, uh, He gave me um, five things, and so I'm just going to give them to you as He gave them to me, and uh, I may expand on some a little bit, some not. The first one He said, "I want you to be as pure as lambs, walking upright." and pure so that your light will shine to the world and they'll know that there is a difference in you. But here's the key. Even from who you were last year. Let's step it up a notch, right? Let's step it up a notch. That righteousness must get. We must be pure in heart, in mind, in spirit, in soul. That when we start dealing with people and we are at interacting in our jobs, that a very, uh, the very least little thing people are watching, the very least little thing people are watching, and I, I won't go into a story, but I had an inc- incident at work that I apologized to the ladies when I got home and told them that, you know, um, the Lord is do, do, rising me up and doing better. And let me tell you, it wasn't anything. I didn't think a thing about it. But I apologized to the three ladies that I work with. And, and they were just kind of in awe that I did that. But the Lord, the Lord chastised me over something. And, uh, and it was nothing to them, but it was a step up. It was better than what Karen used to would walk in and just blow it off and think, yeah, it's nothing. But he's making us accountable even for the smallest of things because he will not work through impure vessels. He will not work through impure vessels. He might use you in your mess, but he won't continue to use you in your mess. You know, there is a time that, I mean, I'm not saying that we're perfect. None of us are. But we know that he is calling us to a higher level. Number two, and I'm telling you that every one of these you're going to know that God spoke because everything has been said today. These words that, key words, there are key words that has been in the song and that Charlie Joe has said and that Sheila and the pastor have both said. He said, you will learn to roar as lions over the testimonies and the victories of salvation, healing, restorations in your families, your relationships, in your community, and in your churches. 
We're going to learn to roar. When we are all in one accord and we are singing these songs and raising our hallelujah, that is a roar. That is a roar unto God. Then we take it out and we begin to tell people. We begin, uh, uh, you know, when the, the lioness and the lions go out, they roar to let people know, I'm here. The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Lion of Judah is in our lives. And he sustains us and he's here. And we will learn to roar out our testimonies. Because they are testimonies that we're going to have now. And we have now. They are happening in our lives right now. Number three, he said, learn to not despair over darkness. For he has placed his remnant everywhere. And they are rising up and conquering even now. I love that he told me, even now. They are rising and conquering. Now, says the Lord God. Not as the world sees conquering, but in the spiritual realm, my people are winning. And they are having breakthroughs. And it's through their worship and through their fasting and through their prayer. And I am calling this generation from the young to the old, however and wherever they may be. I am not leaving one out, he says, but they shall be conquerors in my name. Amen. Amen and amen. We will have victories, and we will be able to stand and have our victories and claim them in the name of Jesus. This one is very different. They will be singing a new song by the end of the year. Behold the Lamb who takes away the sins of the world. Behold Him. This song will be embedded in your hearts because I am the Lamb and I have taken the sins of the world and I will accomplish all that I will through you, my sons and my daughters who know me as the righteous Lamb. He said there's a special meaning in this for this church. And throughout the year, revelation upon revelation shall be built upon the knowledge of the Lamb. So I don't know if somebody's going to write a song that says, Behold the Lamb who takes away the sins of the world. Behold the Lamb. Or if it will be so ingrained in us that we know that we're going to see things that happen and go, Behold the Lamb. 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 Yes. We're not going to be shocked. I want you to know that as they was talking tonight and are singing tonight, that there was nobody in the Bible that met Jesus face to face that ever stood. That well, I'm saying nobody. So you know, maybe there was, but just flow with me here. Most people that well, Revelation or they come upon you know who was the King of Kings, they fell as dead men. Amen. You kind of witnessed that this morning. He kind of fell as a dead man. He had no control. He fell as a dead man. God, I mean, guys, we're going to see 
more of the falling as dead men. And it's not going to be, it's going to be, yes. I'm telling you, I want my children and my grandchildren to fall as dead men and know the power of the Holy Ghost that comes upon them. Amen? That's what we're crying out for. That's what we're praying for. And that is what we are looking for at CWC. Amen? That's what we want. So when you ask for it, you got it. And you better be ready to give an answer for what it is. Behold the Lamb. Behold the Lamb. There's going to be things that you cannot explain that's going to happen in here, and we do not need to try to explain it. Just behold the Lamb. Behold the Lamb. And the last one was, and, it, and he reminded me, because my heart was broken over, over the condition of our country. And he reminded me of a, of a sermon I'd heard months ago. And it went similar to this. That he sent his son in the darkest hours the first time. Roman rulers were cruel and racist to his people. Religious rulers had the influence with the Roman government. They were wicked and they were corrupt and they were holding hands with the government officials. Does that sound kind of like America today? Those who were righteous were persecuted by the governor, government and the religious. Does it sound like the church today? If you say it's right... And what the Bible says, you will be persecuted. People are being taken and their whole livelihoods are taken away because of standing up for the rights. That this, that this country was birthed on the right to freedom, to have a religion, whatever it may be, a belief, whatever it may be. His people were beat down. They felt helpless, fearful. And tired, and they was losing hope. That night, I was losing hope. I really was losing hope in the goodness of people. He said, but there was a remnant that still fasted and still prayed. Anna and Simeon. Mary and Elizabeth. The disciple Andrew ran to his brother Peter, and he said, come. We have found the Messiah. They were looking for hope daily. And that's what he said. Come, Messiah, come. And he came then, and he's going to come again. The remnant will call him back. I'm part of the remnant. Are you part of the remnant tonight? See, the remnant in those days called him down at that time. They fasted. They prayed. And them disciples couldn't run and said, Hey, come, see. I think I've found the Messiah. Had they not been looking for him, right? So we, as the people that are looking for the return of the Lord, we've got to know who he is. 
have a relationship and know that he is coming soon and that we have got to get everybody we can into the remnant for that time that he comes back. Revelations 22, 18 and 20 says, And the bride will say, Come. And the Holy Spirit, Come. Let anyone who is thirsty, Come. That's our job, to make them thirsty. Let anyone who desires to drink freely from the water of life, Come. And he said, and he who is faithful witness, the faithful witness, to all of these said things said, yes, I am coming soon. And John said, come. Even so, Lord Jesus, come. We are crying for the rain. And it's already raining. Guys, you gotta, you got to realize. Just from five years ago when we started, there was maybe 10, 15 people on Sunday night. Now look at the house. Because there's a hunger. Because you're hungry to see more. You got loved ones you want to see come up in the house. We've got work to do. But boy, we're going to get to enjoy it while we're doing it. Because it is not a hopeless case. God had to correct my thinking. It is not a hopeless. He still loves America. And he's still going to take care of America. He said, I see your cries. And I know them. And I will take care of them. Now, this is not the Lord that says this part. And I'll be done. I have one request. You pray for the women of our nation. Because the women of our nation is the ones that will tear it down. They are literally trying to destroy. There is a very, very evil spirit that is very strong upon some very powerful women in our nation and it needs to be broke off and we have to get to the root to bring that down or our country will experience defeat in many areas I am a woman so I can say this and it not be offensive <laughs> a man can't stand up here and say that but I am a woman, and I have cried this week over the decisions that women in power have made upon our country. And they are leading it, and they are leading these fights. I do not hate them. I pray for them. And we all need discernment as to what to pray for, but when you get in your prayer closets, we need to pray for the women who are in power to come and find the grace of the Most High God. They need Jesus. They need Jesus. They need personal encounters with Christ.
We can turn this around. We know what's tearing our nation up. We can turn it around. Back in the days of the wars, and I've only heard it from the elders, when their boys went off to war, mamas and daddies fell on their knees. They would have Sunday meetings, fall on their knees and cry, and they would pray until their boys come home. Well, I'm telling you what, I'm afraid I ain't going to have a country for my boys and my grandkids to have the freedom that I have to come because it's coming swiftly and they're powerful. But we have a living God that is more swift and more powerful and he knows every plan that they have. He just needs a remnant to pray, get them, God. Get them evil ones and destroy their plans they have to take our government down and that's caring not of God I don't want to say God told me that I'm just telling you I'm sharing my heart with you